It's Friday, and it's time for another episode of The Garage Rock Show. We, of course, stream it every Friday for you guys, thegaragerockshow.com. Chris here with our weekly special guest. We have Charles here. What's up, man? Biscuits! <laughs> That's right. Sergio, what's going on? Uh, what's up? And Dahlia. What's up, Garage Rock Show listeners? Lots of crazy headlines, lots of stuff going on, as seems to be every week these days. Uh, it just gets crazier and crazier out there. Uh, but lots of cool things happening in the rock world that we'll get to. Uh, some of the music we're going to be featuring this week, as well as uh, some other great things on the way. So, first off, kicking off uh, the episode tonight, all about Francis Bean Cobain's ex-husband Again. suing Courtney Love. Get this. she He's claiming, this guy, um, what's his name, Isaiah Silva, claims that Courtney Love entered into a conspiracy with several people to break into his home, beat him up, kidnap him, and try and murder him. So they could gain possession of Kurt Cobain's legendary guitar. Of course, the guitar in question is the one that he won in the divorce proceedings. So remember, we talked about this last week or the week before and how he won this guitar. Uh, uh, He's claiming it was a gift. He won that battle in court. Uh, Silva's lawsuit alleges that in the early hours of June 3rd, 2016, one-time Britney Spears manager Sam Lutfi and two other men burglarized, robbed, assaulted... Sexually battered. Sexually battered. Wow. <laughs> Kidnapped and attempt to murder him in his West Hollywood home. He claims that the men were masquerading as police, uh, grabbed his genitals, a uh, homophobic slur. Both he and his mother <laughs> were like injured in the incident. Oh, he said his man. mother was in- injured in to the incident. So yeah. I wonder if that's actually if his mom was injured, then that Maybe. would have some uh, some some backing. Well, to what it, if right? his mom if his mom is like Courtney Love as well? Then meh, I don't know. I, I know, know right. You know what though? He it says we said that he won the guitar. He really kind of won the guitar like Grandma wins Monopoly after six hours. I know, right? Like she just she just gave up and said, "Take the fucking guitar." Well, basically, it was either that or pay restitution. Yep, twenty five thousand a month. Yeah, yep. right. That's, That's insane. So, of course, the guitar is a nineteen fifty nine Martin eighteen E, believed to be the last guitar Kurt Cobain before his super si- uh, suicide in mm-hmm. April of nineteen ninety four. So. Uh, bummer. Hopefully they figure that stuff out. Uh, but also a crazy headline uh, today with no effects. Losing sponsorship hmm. the entire tour after fallout from the Las Vegas comments. Just lost a major deal in the wake of the band's onstage <laughs> performance this last weekend at the uh, uh, Punk Rock Bowling Music Festival in wow. Memorial Day weekend. Here's the deal. Over the weekend in Las Vegas at Punk Rock Bowling Music Festival, NoFX frontman Fat Mike joked on stage, quote, we played a song about Muslims and we didn't get shot, end quote. Another band member chimed in, quote, I guess you only get shot in Vegas if you're in a country band. And this is where they draw the line. This is the last line that they drew. A third Mm -hmm. member of the band added, quote, that shooting sucked, but at least they were country fans and not punk rock fans. That's where they crossed the line. That's the the biggest line they crossed right there. That is horrible. Why are they saying those things? Well, Well, they're punks. Fuck it. Well, do they know know what day and age we're in? Hold on. I get it. I get it. I get it. Sergio brings up a valid point. Everybody on the forums and in, you know, effects, they're like, no, 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 no. Here's the thing. A lot of the punk people are saying, Oh, well, punk's dead, man. You know, you can't say anything controversial anymore, and that's what punk used to be about, mm-hmm. is freedom of speech, speaking your mind. Mm-hmm. I saw Ben Weasel talking about it today. He did a Facebook Live video about freedom of speech. He's like, we may not agree with these people, but, uh, you know, I'll fight for your right to defend with your freedom of speech. So, with all that said, not saying that I agree with that point of view necessarily, 
But what I am saying is, playing devil's advocate here, what about the the aspect of free speech in terms of being able to say something in an entertainment type of a setting? You're going to see a show. We all know FX has made a career of saying a bunch of dumb shit their entire career and pissing people off. It's what punk rock people do. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, what do you individual people here think of what he said, how it was handled, how he lost everything basically off of this tour? I'm telling you, you what. I'll his, tell you what. His albums are about to go right off the shelf for all the punk fans. I'll tell you what. Just for him what? saying that and speaking his mind and being uh, He's a punk. That's okay. what they fucking okay. do. Like, uh, the fans are going to pull. It's just for money. Everything everybody does is for money. Anyways. This thing really harmed him, dude. I don't think he did this for any kind of publicity stunt at all. He, he wrote an apology on Facebook saying, I really regret the way I said all these things that I didn't mean to offend anybody. You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because well, somebody, somebody told him otherwise. Well, okay. they're in violation of federal law with some of the things that they're saying. Well, in my opinion. What do you mean right? by that? Well. The way uh, they're dressed. Yeah, the way they're dressed. Violation you, of federal law. Seriously, though. let's. <sighs> what, are you, well, what are you talking about exactly? Let me save you here. Thank you, Charles. I'm going to save you here. Listen. Okay, so you guys were talking about no effects being punk. Okay, I went to go see Total Chaos in 1996 in Berkeley and they will tell you they would they would tell you at the time that and everyone from all the graffiti on the wall they would say a bunch of fuck green day and a bunch of fuck <laughs> right. rancid yeah. and a bunch of fuck all those guys because once you sell out and and do enter into a partnership with a big conglomerate beer company like that are you really truly punk exactly here two, that's a, oh okay well yep. two here's here's my my next point too these guys aren't comedians and they shouldn't be comedians ah, and they right. were trying to be okay. comedians and then three, it's well, it's no effects. Thinking. They were coming back bit like like a uh, like Miss Barr that we'll talk about later. They were coming back into stardom and they were got all sucked up into it and they felt a little better about having all the success hmm. and they put their foot in their mouth and then lastly it was way too much, way too soon after that shooting incident. Yes, like it was, and, the and joke if, was too soon. If somebody feels like they're being discriminated against, uh, being from a certain uh, protected class, which is protected under federal law, being part of a giant corporation, which they are, you are now in violation. And I don't see you, nothing wrong with it. Uh, <laughs> anything, well, you're, joke about it, well, talk you, about you, it. You can say whatever you, you want, it, you know but what I'm you're saying? opening yourself up to being sued. Everybody needs to, to talk about it. Why not? It's just we're not open, even talking. We're not talking been, about a lawsuit. Such like a, um, no, but there why are, are you. No, but there we're, are not, we're not talking about said. that. It could be a. It could be a case. I I don't think so. highly doubt that all this is is basically like what happened to Roseanne is basically all the sponsorships everybody affiliated yeah. with this band yeah. is going to be dropping them because they don't want to be uh, 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 money. here's what Stone Brewing said okay Dahlia why don't you read this on the screen we at Stone Brewing are aware of no effects insensitive indefensible statements this past weekend as a result we're severing all of our ties with no effects including mm-hmm. festival sponsorship the mm-hmm. production of our collaboration beer we respect punk rock and the DIY ethos for which it stands to uh, to us, it means standing up for things you believe in and fearlessly committing to what's right. Mm-hmm. And it is for that reason that Stone Brewing is immediately disassociating ourselves from the band No Effects. Stone had a sponsorship deal for this summer's Punk and Drublick Festival's emphasis had that sponsorship is now canceled. Yes, and the reason why this came out is because they are potentially well, not going to have a, it's, it's, a, a lawsuit. They could have a huge lawsuit on the people hands. that lost their families in the situation. Yeah. But they're not I punk mean, though. They like if if they were punk they wouldn't he wouldn't have issued an apology 
He went to tweet and apologize directly afterwards. That's what everybody's saying. And and if you were not in violation of a certain protected class or law, they wouldn't have even had to issue this apology statement. Yeah, I like what they say at the end. Somebody told them something in his ear. They were going to drop them. Lawyers are like, whoa, you you can't say that. That's not punk. That's it, yeah. (laughs) I highly doubt Fat Mike got any advice from a lawyer this morning before posting that uh, on there. I, well, they dropped probably, it. Somebody probably told him, hey, you're about to lose hundreds of thousands he of dollars. Already lost it. He already yeah. lost yeah. it. And then uh, he said, oh, shit, I better apologize. And then, yeah. and then, and then he said, too oh, it was ambient. It was ambient. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later, I guess. Uh, okay, so moving on to another topic with Guns N' Roses. Izzy Stradlin feeling like he was left out of the cold this last tour. Of course, Guns N' Roses was the highest grossing rock tour of 2018. Uh, well, excuse me, 2017, I should say. Uh, Guns N' Roses tour is barreling ahead. Izzy Stradlin is a co-founding member of Guns N' Roses. He's nowhere near the reunion tour, though. He made a statement to the Wall Street Journal this week and said, quote, the current Guns N' Roses tour has been a great success for the guys. My my non-participation was simply not being able to reach a happy middle ground through the negotiation process. Mm. That's life. Sometimes things don't work out, end Mm -hmm. quote. To me, that says he didn't feel like he was getting enough money. Mm. What do you guys think? Well, he ain't getting no money. He's yeah. not getting money. Yeah. That's the whole thing, right? If you yeah. kind of like say, well, I'm not getting a big enough piece of the pie, well, you're not getting a piece of pie at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are unconfirmed reports that he turned down a five-figure fee, which is yeah. nothing really yeah. compared to like, what were they offering him, like <laughs> 75 grand to play for some of the shows, and he turned yeah, that down. That's boothy. So would you turn it down though in a position of him? Can well, you can you blame him for that then? What position if you're he's if in. you're saying that like right off the bat, like, oh yeah, that's that's nothing. I mean, we're all sitting there kinda like, yeah, that that really is nothing. I don't know. Can I you mean, blame him for doing that? Wasn't Appetite for Destruction like the sold the most records in a short period of time, like of all time or something like that? Doesn't that have I'm like not sure huge... exactly on that stat, I don't want to like, say, but yeah, it's I'm a huge it's record. Sound, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a landmark album. They have the uh, deluxe reissue that's coming up actually uh, later this month. He probably, yeah, he probably gets enough money. He probably makes, I'm sure he still makes money. What, off of royalties? Yeah, off of that? Off of royalties and stuff. Yeah, yeah he probably yeah. does. He was a major contributor to that album as well as Use Your Illusion. Uh, quit the group the same year. Here's the thing. He quit the group mm-hmm. in 1991. So I think everybody in the band maybe has like an opinion about him like, hey, man, you, you quit us right at the height yeah. of our uh, popularity. You didn't stick with us. He lost his appetite for destruction. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, so maybe he, you know, just kind of sour grapes at this point. And he traded it for an appetite for construction, uh, which he'll be working soon. <laughs> All right. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots, uh, we know that it's got a new front man now, uh, Jeff Gutt. He was asked if there was any song from Stone Temple Pilots' catalog that is off-limits for him to sing, out of respect for the band's original frontman, Scott Weiland. Referring to the rest of the group, he said, Well, quote, that's more up to these guys, but I still have a particular thing with Sour Girl just because I feel it's written, it's a personal message. So I don't know. To me, that's one that's off-limits a little bit. Mm. But other than that, I'm game, end quote. Uh, so I think that was kind of cool of him yeah. to realize that Sour Girl probably was recognized or written really for a personal girl in Scott Weiland's life. Absolutely. So how could he relate and sing about that, right? It's too bad he has the yep. face of a pedophile. He looks really creepy. <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Gutt does look I really creepy. You, I, I saw you looking at him, Sergio, and I, I thought, oh, Sergio's seeing the same thing I'm Dude, seeing. Dude, this photo of Jeff Gutt that He's we're all looking at, he looks, like, he looks like he was surveilled here by the CIA, <laughs> like some... 
outside of a porn store or yeah. something. Look at his van in the background. I know, like some dirty old van. What, especially with a name Gut. Oh, come on. Yeah. Is it Gut? Uh, poor Jeff Gut. Poor guy. Guts. Uh, Google his image, though, because it's funny. Come into my gut van with ice cream. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is funny. So Greta Van Fleet, this is how they got their band name. Greta Van Fleet reunited last Wednesday night with apparently an 87-year-old. Listen, it's an 87-year-old lady named Gretna Van Fleet, Ooh. the woman whose name the band borrowed for themselves with a small alteration. Uh, they met up last week in Detroit. Here's the thing. Bassist Sam Kiska revealed in this interview that their previous drummer's grandfather came up with the idea for the name, saying, quote, they were at breakfast and his grandpa told him he needed to go cut wood for Gretna Van Fleet. And he heard it and he thought that's an interesting name. They named their band that without the end. That so. is a good original Gretna, Gretna Van Fleet. I yeah. bet she was a looker. <laughs> when she was, she, when she was she was a hot number. She was a hot number. I wonder what's in that fleet. She, uh, she had the best Hefeweizen. Apparently their first full-length album will be out this year with a late summer release in the works. So maybe in a couple months. Uh, guitarist Jake Kiska, their brothers, they said, quote, we're in the mixing process, so it's going to be quite soon. We're wrapping it up, so we hope to release this, uh, release that absolutely this year. So there you go. Of course, they played clubs in Michigan for a long time before they became anybody. So good for them. All right. Riot Fest lineup is out. Check it out, guys. Ooh. First impressions. Hot Those snakes. Hot snakes. Okay, so Blink-182 is Drop the headliner, along oh, with man. Beck, Elvis okay. Costello, Incubus, Ooh, Young nice. the Giant, Interpol, Blondie, Ooh. Alkaline Trio, man, that's a nice lineup, Dropkick yeah. Murphys, Bleachers, Atmosphere, Flogging Molly, Cypress Hill, Bad Religion, what? Under Oath, Matt and Kim, The Jesus wow. Lizard, Sum 41, The Voids, The Front Bottoms, Twin Peaks, K-Flay, Suicidal Tendencies, Bullet For My Valentine, Clutch, Diggable The Wonder Planets. Years, Diggable Planets, Johnny all Mar. the way from New York City, Liz Fair, Cat Power, Gary Newman Killing from The Cars, you. Killing Joke, Hot Snakes are got a great new album. Oh. Wolf Mother, haven't seen them in a while. They're from Australia. Moose Blood, Swimmers, Johnny Marr, he's uh, from the oh, Smiths. Yeah. Yep, oh. yep. Guitars from the Smiths. Super Glad Chunk, Fear, Mar. Andrew WK, Mar, whatever. The you Bouncing know, Souls. If you took three Aquabats. of those band names, if, if you took three of those band band names and put them together, that would be the greatest bandwagon. Lagwagon, Pussy Riot, Fear. <laughs> Just the greatest. Band or how name. about Hobo Johnson? Calpurnia the Avengers. <laughs> so there you go. The Aqua Bots and Hobo Johnson. That's of course in Chicago face to face. and Super Denver. Moose Blood Pussy Riot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this one actually is specifically for Chicago. Uh, apparently, that's only for Chicago. That's great. Uh, they do have one Man, that they do in nice, Denver, so too. So I'm yeah. have to take a ride. Riotfest.org. Uh, Jack White. Surprise show at a Washington, D.C. school. Oh, Check this ass. out. He played an unannounced show at a Wilson High School uh, Wilson High School in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday. Oh. Surprising Jeez. seniors with a 45-minute set. lucky bastards. I know. That's pretty dumb. Only the, the principal and one security guard knew about it. Wow. Oh. And the rest of the staff, like literally the teachers, all the students were like, bamboozled by that they I had no been. idea yeah they couldn't believe what was going on they're like is he filming a music video what the heck's going on here yeah check out here's some oh. footage thank god it was him and not no effects holy shit that is look sick. at they, oh, all, that's they all just like that's rushed the stage and they ran lucky right up to him that's great dude that is that is really awesome though for jack to be able to pull that off with oh, his yeah. band i mean that that's a cool thing for a dude to do right oh he's letting them use cell phones 
<laughs> Good point, Charles. How are we watching all of oh this? Oh my Is that god, McGregor. <laughs> Oh my god. Dude, he had to get out of there though. <laughs> He's like, oh my god, they're gonna swallow me whole. Yeah. These teenagers. Uh that was pretty cool though. They used to be one once. Alright, so anyway, that was, that was cool. Jack White playing that high school uh, this nice. week. Uh so uh check it out. His new album is uh, already out. Uh Dave Grohl wrote a song for David Bowie to be recorded by another act that's mm. coming out later this year. It's a surprise. And he revealed this in a new GQ interview. He told the magazine that the song was in limbo for a long time after David Bowie turned it down. He brought it up to David Bowie like, hey, man, I got a great song. And David Bowie's like, nah. And he explained, quote, I tried for years. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. We tried it, kind of worked on it. Then I actually contacted David Bowie about it, doing it together for his movie soundtrack. That didn't work out. He didn't like the movie. It wasn't me. It was the movie. And Dave Grohl laughs there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I started to work on it again, and I gave it another to another band who hasn't used it yet. When Dave Grohl was asked which band would be recording the track, he refused to answer, saying, quote, I don't want to spoil the surprise. So who do you think, if you had to guess, like maybe some kind of newer band or... I mean, who could who could do? I, I uh, the only thing that comes to my head is like the Arcade Fire or something. Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> I don't think they could pull off David Bowie. What about Gretna Van Fleet? Maybe Gretna. <laughs> she is eighty-seven. Let's dance. Who's who's a uh, who's like that? Who's I don't the, know. It's hard to think. Yeah. So I guess we'll see later this year. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, Weezer granting a fan request and covering Toto's Africa. Dun, 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 it's dun, it's going to be. We're going to play it tomorrow night. It's such a good cover. I think it's great. I can't it, wait. It's going to be on the garage tomorrow from six to seven. One hundred five point seven FM. Of course, streaming online anytime. One hundred five seven thebear.com. Check it out. Weezer unveiled the the cover on Wednesday after an old fan named Mary whose Twitter account is Weezer Africa, lobbied for months to get the group to cover it, tagging Rivers Cuomo and all these like tweets, you know, hey, you need to do this, you know. Nice. And uh, nice. Weezer is yeah. supposed to release its self-titled Black Album sometime this year after postponing it from a May arrival. So going to be dope. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be on it or if this is just for fun, but either way. Either way, yeah. So Garage, Garage Rock Show listeners, uh, when we went to Aftershock, we were going to see Weezer, and we left to go swim in the pool because it was really hot that year. Oh, and yeah, And then we thought right. we couldn't get back in, and we found out later that we could get back in. So that's, it was kind of a true. bummer. <laughs> that is a true story. We were going we to go back and see Weezer. <laughs> uh, Jeff Goldblum going to be releasing a jazz album. Hell yeah. Jurassic Park star grew up learning classical and jazz piano, yeah. performed in cocktail lounges. He seems stuff. like a cocktail lounge singer. He now does. that I think of Jeff Goldblum, hey, I'm yeah, singing some stuff. And yeah, life will find a way. <laughs> <laughs> While he's continued to pursue jazz, he's performed with his band, the Mildred Snitzer Orchestra. Okay. Charles. Uh, he's too fly like <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> well, oh, apparently, I like that. He's never recorded an album. He's always performed with this band. Well, that all changed when an executive at Decca Records saw Goldblum perform with Gregory Porter on the Graham Norton show. That's a big show in the I UK. Think that's a good one, it's a late, no- late night Look, show. If you play for an orchestra, you know you have to be good, though. You're right. You're yeah. right, sir. Seriously. Yep, exactly. The head of AR Records reached out to Jeff Goldblum personally and said, We need to do an album. He said, quote, his love of his of jazz is infectious, and whenever he plays, he makes you feel yeah. very happy. Whenever End he quote. speaks, he makes people feel happy. He's so, just a cool guy. I would have yeah, survived in Jurassic Park, too. Yeah, I know, right? I know. <laughs> he should have done the soundtrack. <laughs> uh, the release of the album is going to coincide with his return to Jurassic Park in Fallen Kingdom and his role in Hotel Artemis opposite Jodie Foster. Diggity-dope. So that sounds pretty cool. So check that out. New album uh, from... Uh, 
Jeff Goldblum. All right, so on this day in rock and roll history trivia, guys, on this day in 1986, one of the first viral videos gets released on bootleg VHS, capturing the energy and absurdity of heavy metal culture in the 80s, depicting various scenes in a parking lot. Prior to this metal band's performance, the, the video is dubbed Heavy Metal Parking Lot. First off, have any of you guys seen Heavy Metal Parking Lot? Um, no, but okay. I've been in very many heavy metal parking lots. Fair enough. Sergio, <laughs> have you seen this video in no, question? No, I haven't. Okay, so good. So we're, you guys are going to get an honest answer here. What band was headlining that night that they filmed Heavy Metal Parking Lot? I These know are all, Oh, do you? Okay. I do. Well, darn it. Uh, I'm no, no, ask. it's not because I looked it up. It's because I just know it. Like, okay. I feel it in my bones. Okay. You don't know it 100%. Sergio, yeah. go first. What do you think? Shit, I'm going to go with uh, Judas Priest. Judas Priest. Okay, what do you say? Well, I say it's actually D. It's a it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a coke-filled, mustached David Crosby. <laughs> God damn it, Charles. I knew it. Sing I knew it. Man. I knew it. Uh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Metallica. Metallica. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Metallica. so heavy metal parking lot. What band was headlining that night? Wow. We have Metallica from Charles, Judas Priest from Sergio. Sergio is absolutely correct. Oh, nice. Here is the flyer. Heavy metal parking lot. That time, you know. A document by Jeff Krulik and John Hen- and John Hayen. We'll kill them. Kill them all came out in like '81 or something, and they've been playing since '79. Yeah, no, it was a good guess. These were all yeah, bands. That, that's why I put those bands all together. I mean, it was oh, kind of yeah. it's kind of hard if you've never seen the film. Judas Priest concert in Landover, Maryland. The result is Heavy Metal Parking Lot, a 16 minute film that captures the energy and absurdity of heavy metal culture oh, in the '80s. Cool. Here's the trailer, guys. I gotta play a trailer for you. Oh, heavy no. Metal Parking Lot. I gotta say, I found out about this movie on Netflix when I when Netflix used to send stuff to your house. You know? Oh, is that is that <gasps> Steve Perry? Wow. <laughs> it looks like him. <laughs> All right, so check this out. We got to watch Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Yeah. If you guys haven't watched it, dude, we got to seriously watch it. And for everybody listening out there, if you've never seen Heavy Metal Parking Lot, it is a gem, a gem of true <gasps> avant-garde reality filming. You know what? That looks like a mix between Steve Perry and Balky from A Perfect Strangers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just real dudes. Look at these metal fans. Oh, wow. They're just crazy. drinking beer out there, getting trashed, getting fucked oh. up. They're about to go see Judas Priest. Look at all the cars in the parking lot. It looks like an episode of Moonshiners. <laughs> <laughs> Sergio, describe what you're seeing. That looks like something I'd be doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like taking my shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's got no shirt on. He's drinking a beer. Babe, Dolly, have you ever seen Heavy Metal Parking Lot? I have not. Look at her. She got two doses of fat. Look at that hair. On this day in 1986, Heavy Metal Parking Lot was filmed in Maryland at the Judas Priest parking lot. And we're watching it right now. This is like, it's like we're there, man. That is is dope. I can feel the wind and the sweat on my face. Look at these chicks, though, and these dudes from the 80s, man. I mean, look at these guys. Look, metal. The metal crowd. Yeah. It was on VHS from that year, 1986 to 2005, and then it barely came on DVD in the last, like, 10 years. These guys watch Heavy Metal Parking Lot and then jerk off to the cartoon Heavy Metal. (laughs) (laughs) And and then just go slam your head against the metal. That's a good visual for you guys. Yeah. There you go. Uh, check it out. Heavy metal parking lot's hilarious. Uh, all right. So what do we got? A bunch of new tunes this week on the garage. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. 105.7 thebearcom Of course, uh, also 105.7 FM, 1660 AM, and streaming online anytime on the website. 
uh, sports stuff happening. Golden Knights topping the Capitals in the Stanley Cup yeah. Finals opening game. Yeah. But yeah, to yeah. report, the Capitals did answer last night. Uh, well, actually, now that we're airing this on Friday, it was on Wednesday night when the Capitals uh, evened up the series. So mm. it's going to be That's going good. into this weekend. It's tied one to one. And the Golden Knights still are in the NHL Finals in their inaugural season, and the Capitals are trying to win their first Stanley Cup, too. So no matter who wins the Stanley Cup, it's going to be their first Stanley Cup ever for the franchise. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome, right? Well, and I know, know, Sergio, that you are not a fan of the Raiders, and I'm not a fan of football, really, but... um, but I know that there's going to be a lot of Vegas fans nice. oh, yeah. like all around, all around. I'm just saying that no, people are going to be like Vegas, 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 Vegas. Oh yeah, and this is going to bring a lot of revenue for Vegas. It definitely will. Very good point. Uh, lose a lot of money. Oh, and supposedly they're fans. open. They're opening to that game. Um, they actually had like a bunch of medieval like knights and stuff like shooting out arrows and here. Stuff yeah, like yeah, that was all crazy. That's right. Aaron was uh, texting me about that. He's like, "What the hell is going on? It's yeah. like a medieval thing on the ice, you know? Yeah, all this crazy shit." And uh, apparently, it was the save of the year in order to uh, get this win for the Capitals. Their goalie had one of the best saves of the year. Is what they are saying with this save right here. I'm gonna load it up for you guys on the. It's on the Capitals' official Twitter feed if you guys want to check it out. Save, though. And this, uh, the save is, it. Uh, is, it is pretty impressive, I got to say. Even if you don't watch hockey, you it can appreciate it. something I would it. do if I was playing hockey. So <laughs> check it out here. I'll play it for you guys so you guys can get your reaction on it. Uh, but this was the, what they're saying was the save of the year. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. There it goes. Wow. See, there it goes. Wide open goal, but the goalie got it. At oh, the, yeah. Look at See? That's awesome. He can't believe it. Look at him. He's just looking at this. <laughs> Is that awesome possum? <laughs> awesome possum. Remember, hey, did you guys ever see the video where the goalie, uh, the soccer goalie, keeps uh, keeps blocking it with his face? What? You ever seen that? No, just no. look, look, look that up. Like this, this goalie keeps the ball keeps going straight into Hilarious. his face, knocking out his teeth and stuff. And NBA playoffs, of course, going on uh, last night. We don't know what the uh, we're recording this on Thursday night as the game is going on. As Golden State right is in Oakland, kicking it off Ooh. game one. So unfortunately, we're unable to bring you we're that. Going Warriors though, California. yeah, of course. We we all Warriors. want the Warriors. Uh, so uh, that's what's going on there. All right. So movie news. Moving on to movie news. Ron Howard looking on the bright side of the solo slump that happened this past weekend. Even though I must say I did see it. Me and Dolly did oh, see it. Oh, really? I didn't get to see it. It was really good. I enjoyed it personally oh. very much. I would love to. See, I'd love I to recommend see it. for everybody mm. to check it out. It's a really good movie. Uh, there's a lot of stuff at the end and some other things that we can't really talk about that are spoiler worthy that. I think any Star Wars fan would want to know the answer to and kind of creates a little bit of mystery and stuff. Oh, yeah. Vader is a child. Little Anakin (laughs) builds C-3PO. Vader is actually a puppet. All this time, he's just been a hand puppet. And uh, no, that's And he was riding solo. Uh, that's why it's called. <laughs> he's talking shit is because it was supposed to get 150 million. It only got 100 million. That's uh, really good. It was still really good because it was still in the top 10 Memorial Day weekends of all time. All time. With tough competition, though, Avengers Infinity War and Deadpool 2 was still yeah. in the theater. So that's, yeah. uh, I think, honestly, why Star it didn't do so well. And Ron Howard. All right, oh, so check yeah. this out. Uh, have yeah. you guys seen this photo? Do you recognize this photo? I feel the need. Yeah. You know what's this? Top Gun. I, I know it's Top yeah. Gun. Top Tom Gun. Cruise. Maverick. Tom Cruise shares the first photo from Top Gun Maverick. It's a go. I will it's not apparently watch it. coming out next year. Charles already saying he's not going to watch it. I will not watch it. Watch it. Uh, he's going to revive his role as Lieutenant Pete Maverick Mitchell from the 1986 classic. So, Charles, why oh, will you not be watching it? I'm, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's pissing me off a little bit. There are some movies that should not be remade. And, I like, I think... 
the Goonies, the Last Dragon. They were gonna remake the Last Dragon with Samuel well, Jackson. I thought that was that was kind of a cool. This concept, doesn't look like a remake. It. This is Top Gun well, Maverick. So. Well, see, they're trying to remake Tom Cruise because he's batshit insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not trying, trying to, get, to remake the it's movie. It's like he doesn't stop making movies. Well, this is a no. continuing continuation type of an episode. But his movies have been flops over the past, past like four. He's five got movies. Mission Impossible also coming out this week. I knew yeah. it. I knew or not it. this week. Yeah. But I was going to uh, bring that up. Well, and then he's got another one a week he, later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quite a bit. So it's Simon a bit Peg of a career revival. Yeah. Yeah. But revival. just on that, that note, you don't, don't want to watch away. it. You're not curious to see where, like, what the well, story already, is going to be. Why do you read the script? At, and, like, halfway through, the evil alien warlord Xenu <laughs> okay, okay. deposits All right, Charles. alien bodies into the volcano. I figured, I figured we'd be <laughs> delving into that territory as we move on to some uh, unfortunate and sad news to report. As one of my all-time favorite actors, Morgan Freeman, is being accused of sexual misconduct. As CNN is spoken to 16 people about his alleged harassment, they include multiple troubling incidents uh, over several decades. Hours after the report was published, Freeman issued an apology. Uh, eight of the people CNN spoke to were witnesses. All eight women claimed to be victims. Mm. An, un- an unnamed assistant on the 2015 movie Bank Heist Going in Style said Freeman repeatedly touched her without permission. One incident, he kept trying to lift up my skirt and asking if I was wearing underwear. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the people on the set, they're like, oh, they're, that's just Morgan. They attribute him to a creepy uncle. Oh, they're just kind of like, they oh, that's it. just the way he is. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the root of all of this stuff and why this thi- these things are starting to come out is we've had this old generation of people that have never been told no or yeah. never been spoken up to. And these younger generation kids are saying, you know what? This is ridiculous. Yeah. No, wait a minute. Hold on. This is inappropriate. You're being creepy. Yep. This is an old-fashioned, weird situation going on here. Yeah. And we're not going to put up with it, right? Yeah. I I'm, mean, it's almost as simple as that. Yeah, I'm sure several of them have never even seen the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> they were probably born right when it came out. You know, even... 1994. I mean, not, like, not to make light of it, but here, like, here... Here's the deal. We went. We talked a couple of times about some of these actors, like maybe falsely accused and stuff like that. But more, there were actually some witnesses. There was many. In fact, it was one guy who said, "Morgan, stop!" Right. And this is. Ugh, it's so depressing. You yeah, know? it is. Get uh, busy living or get busy dying. Yeah. So he's demanding retraction of these stories. His lawyer. He's lawyered up, but unfortunately, it just ugh. doesn't really look too good for him. As we move on to other unfortunate Morgan. news about Roseanne Barr, of course, making headlines this week. In light of the tweet from uh, the show's star referring to an ex-Obama aide as an ape, her show has been canceled. Comedian and actress Roseanne Barr referred to Valerie Jellett, uh, Jarrett, a former senior advisor to Barack Obama, as a child of the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes in a tweet posted on Tuesday. That's some pretty crazy and racist <laughs> stuff. Well, she referred to another um, another black woman in the 2013 as an ape, too. Yeah. Like, this isn't her first time. Well, there's she's, another photo that I have here that's, uh, yeah, this ev- evidence here of, uh, check out this photo of Roseanne when she, it's been making the uh, the rounds where she was apparently baking a bunch of cookies that uh, are supposed to be, uh, I guess the whole thing was, she's dressed like Adolf Hitler. Oh. She's standing in front of an oven. But yeah. With a tray of cookies that are gingerbread men. Here's the photo. Look. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's horrible. You know what? And also, and they're supposed to be like burning Jewish people. I mean, come on, people! She grabbed her crotch and spit at the audience while right. singing a horrible rendition of the national anthem. And so she's how one of those leave? people, yeah, who who, who condemns like Kaepernick and all those people. Like, how can you do that? And then she sticks with you it. know, she's well, she's not funny. No, she's, she's not. She's never been though. Shows are horrible. She's been she's consistently. She's never person. been. Yeah, she, she, but she sticks with her stupid shit. I think she's just gonna team up with Alex. Alex it's Jones. Like Here's a great point that somebody said: ABC didn't fire Roseanne for being a racist. She was always a racist. ABC fired her because she wouldn't yeah. keep her racism that's just below the surface, or yep. ABC could profit from it. And that's exactly what we're all saying here. She's yeah. always been this way, yeah. but. It finally just bubbled up to the point where, well, we can't condone that. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Oh, so I'm gonna tell you, all you Roseanne fans, honestly, I, I I never liked the show when I was a kid. I I wasn't gonna watch the show now. Like she's not funny. She's a horrible comedian. She's just I don't know. She just why why did everybody get so hyped up by the return? I mean, for God's sakes, Dan died. He died in the first Roseanne. Yeah. Like he had a heart attack. No, and it was died. hard to I imagine to write him it's, back into the script and then. It was just a conservative thing because yeah. everybody was trying to rebel against the quote-unquote liberal media, and this show was trying to show it from a Trump perspective. And then Poli- but it ended yeah. up, Politics you know, aside, she's just a shitty person. Yeah, she's not a very good actress and <laughs> yeah. a horrible person. So, uh, Ashton Kutcher, on a brighter note, helping save 6,000 kids from sex trafficking, his recent nonprofit <laughs> organization <laughs> helped out. What, what is so funny? Why is that funny? I, I just... I keep I thinking know. of that the picture of that guy, what the guy? the picture of the guy that looked like a pedophile that yeah. now fronts Stone Temple Pilots, and I pictured Ashton Kutcher like oh, stopping him, you know, it's like the super okay. kid superhero. All right, well, the forty-year-old's nonprofit Thorn Digital Defenders of Children assisted authorities in IDing five thousand eight hundred ninety-four victims and rescued one hundred and three kids, or situations where their sexual abuse was recorded and distributed. Him and his ex-wife Demi Moore co-founded this organization in 2009. Hell yeah! So it, did he assist them or did he just fund them? He's he's um he actually is like a very a like pro, like proactive member of like he um, says quote I've been on the other end of a phone call from my team asking for my help because we had received a call from the Department of Homeland Security telling us that a seven-year-old girl was being sexually abused and that content was being spread around the dark web. And she had oh, been that's, abused. That's different. No, he speaks in front what of Congress. What do you mean? What's stuff, different? That's different than helping kids. Helping somebody like that. Well, that's what I was trying to tell you, man. I yeah. said he saved 6,000 kids from sex trafficking. He's that's, a good guy. That's what it is. He's this a good is, guy. This is real shit. This is horrible stuff. He's seen video of a content of a child that's the same age as him being raped by an American man who was a sex tourist in Cambodia. Yeah. And this child was so conditioned by her environment that she, she just thought she was playing. She didn't even think she was doing anything sexual. Yeah. And that's how deep some of these things go with this this whole sex trafficking situation. So props to Ashton Kutcher. Props to Ashton mm-hmm. Kutcher. And Demi Moore for really helping the uh, even just looks like the American government and CIA like track down these guys and get to the bottom of it. So we need more of that. Hell yeah. And oh, people supporting, yeah. supporting causes like that. Uh, random news from around the world. Coca-Cola has launched its first alcoholic drink. The first alcoholic drink in its 132-year history yes. is coming out in Japan. It's called Chuhi. It's an abbreviation for so- Shochu. Shochu. Shochu? Shochu. Shochu Highball. Mm-hmm. 
It's like a it's like a rice wine, um, and then uh, the shoshu highball is. Have like you a, had this before? No, but I, I know about it. It's like a it's like a, a rice wine, and they mix it with like a like a fizzy drink. Ah, and it's just like a, like a highball, but it's it's made with a, kind of a sake type thing. Yeah, that seems what it sounds. It, it looks to be what it's it is there with lemon, and I think they have orange or tangerine. Five, three, and seven percent alcohol. Joining many other similar alcoholic sodas in the Japanese market. Don't look for it to be in the U.S. anytime soon. Coca-Cola hasn't even committed it to selling it in all of Japan. But interesting, nonetheless, that Coca-Cola is doing something with alcohol for mm-hmm. the first time. I would like to. I know. I kind of want to try it. Let's get some, Dahlia. What do you think? Um, It sounds good, <laughs> uh, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds strong. Oh, quiet It sounds like it'll, it'll, like, uh, the, the carpet will be lifted out from behind me. Probably. You know? <laughs> it sounds tasty to where you know you about after about four of them you don't realize that you're drunk. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, looks like heavy marijuana use. They're saying is uh, uh, appearing. Most people who do a lot of marijuana, uh, quite a bit, are experiencing a psychological phenomenon called fading effect bias. Hmm. This study analyzed 51 people who didn't use marijuana and 46 heavy marijuana users or those that use marijuana at least four times a week. That's what they say is heavy marijuana use. The heavy marijuana users held on to unpleasant memories longer and recalled happy moments in more general terms than specific ones. These new findings agree with previous research, indicating a link between heavy marijuana use and depression. What do you guys think about that? I think that they were probably smoking weed because they were depressed. Yeah, I will agree with Charles. Not the other way around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The people in the study, you mean? Yeah, because yeah. they said that people people who smoke marijuana heavily um, uh, latch on to unpleasant memories, and and it links to depression. Well, what if before this study they they were smoking weed because they were depressed? Yeah. yeah, there's like no benchmark for prior to the study and post the study, pre-study right. and post-study. Yeah. So you would need to do a pre-study of those who. Uh, never smoked marijuana before, and then a post study yep. of those same people who never smoked marijuana before. Yes, fair enough. And then a pre study of those who heavily smoked marijuana, and then a post study Absolutely. of those there you go. who smoked marijuana. So it's not really, not really accurate, no. but a good point no. that they're hanging on. You need to a benchmark. Unpleasant memories more than the happy ones. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a still an indicator. Regardless week, of all the articles saying that we're holding on to more pleasant ones than negative ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So well, there's. Well, in your own personal life. Exactly. Can you say that? Uh, it just depends on personally how I'm feeling. Can but you, you re- don't well, smoke weed? Here's, though. The, here's the thing. If you remember. A, do you remember a negative Not thing? Not weed, but oh, anything. Search. Hold on. Fentanyl. <laughs> do you remember a, a negative event more specifically than you remember a happy event? Like, can you remember more details? In the negative event that happened to you, compared no. to a happy event. No, no, really. No, mm. yeah, I don't feel more. I don't know. I don't feel. I, I mean, why would you? Okay, I'll tell you well, an example. Study. When I broke my fucking arm, I'll tell you. I remember every aspect. How old were you? I was thirteen. Okay. How about when you had the greatest time of your life? That's the thing. I can't remember that in more of a general term. Like when I think about all the concerts we've been to. <gasps> what about your wedding? I remember. No, I yes, I'm of just course. I Thank you, Charles, it. for uh, screwing that up. But <laughs> <Just messing with laughs> you. Uh, yes, of course, I remember every aspect of my wedding. But the thing is, it, it, a lot of good things in your life, you remember in more of just a general term. Like when we think about the times that we've been to Aftershock. Yeah. Do we really remember what band played at five o'clock or 
what band was headlining what year necessarily. No, but no, re- we just remember we no. had a good time. Yeah, but I remember the times that we did have personally and the good times that we had and the things that happened between us personally. McGinnit, McGinnit. Exactly. Yes. McGinnit, McGinnit. Great example of that. Exactly. Yeah. Little funny inside not, joke not, stuff not that happened. About the con- like the music, uh, whatever the artist was, whoever. Yes. It was just more of a personal. Very, very so good point. That's the same thing. It's all personal. It's the same with your arm was broken and it hurt you more personally. Because that's the way you it hurt. Yeah, I guess it's just I guess based on like a uh, how how much it impacts you at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you remember certain things. Yeah, from so it, it could but be yeah. negative or positive. It just depends on how yeah. how really. Much yeah, and I really don't think marijuana has anything to do no. with that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we totally yeah, got off the. Bed. I, I forgot we were smoking marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the whole point of that study. Supposedly, no, yeah. was that marijuana made that worse, which uh, we've all kind of realized that we don't really agree with there. But anyway, what do you think about banning vaping liquids? They're apparently going to be doing this in San Francisco. I don't. I don't want to. I don't, don't want to ostracize our vaping audience, but honestly, <laughs> I just. I don't like. I don't like the vaping. I think it's. I don't know. The lame. It's stupid. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's. It's. It's like worse. It's like more chemicals in it. Do you really? Probably, yeah. Because I kind of think it's you un, know, uh, genuinely more unhealthy than. Yeah. And kids smoking. are doing uh, it way know, more you, now you than they were know smoking. What, you know what that reminds me of? You know, like back in the days when you used to walk around with the big boombox on your shoulder. Yeah. Like if you're vaping, you might as well walk around with a smoke a fog machine around your shoulder. <laughs> oh yeah. Just, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you seen how much? But smoke? Is it, yeah, yeah. Maybe exactly. that's a good point, though, sir. It's like that people are doing it for attention. They want to have these big old clouds of smoke coming out of them, like they're a, a fucking tugboat. Yeah. So with the whole, I, I'm not. I don't have a full understanding of the whole vaping thing. Isn't there like a vape competition? Okay, well, like, well, I don't know. Vaping has flavored liquids, you know, like cotton it, candy. But then there's nicotine in yeah, it. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Here's Half the thing. Don't even inhale. This. No, nah. Some of them do it's though. Like a vape competition, so is it a right? Trend? It's not like so a cigar though. I would disagree with that, sir. It's not like a cigar. Like, no. There's a vape competition. Yeah, the competition maybe, but I mean, like, we're talking high school kids. It's very chemically. It's like really chemically. It tastes good to inhale it. Like it, it tastes like a, like a, a vanilla a, flavor. Like a hookah whatever. type. Yeah, it's like hookah. That's the way. Have you ever With had more Dolly? Have you had like tobacco hookah where it's like the flavored tobacco I on the hookah? I don't think I have, but I've seen like it's a okay. popular thing in India. Ooh, yeah, where they before. do hookah. Very much so, and that's what kind of vaping really is. Tobacco. It has a very strong concentration of it's tobacco. Just a very, yes, where it's a hookah head high. tobacco is like actually a, like even worse but for the, you. There's than oh, yeah. regular cigarette tobacco. Well, vape, well with vaping, there isn't there isn't any. No, tobacco. it's just liquid. It's a distillate. It's an extraction it's a liquid of with tobacco. Nicotine in there, and yes. nicotine I've heard is a, a dream enhancer. Really? Yes. Oh, so is melatonin. More like maybe nightmare now. Less chemically, <laughs> it could be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It 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 induces uh, a certain chemical in your brain. To, get a little to, hookah. Sprinkle a little Ajax. <laughs> Oh, well, God, right? Yeah, Dream so Jeez, they're right? going to do that apparently in it's June 5th. That's that new stuff. <laughs> uh, the new vote is going to be happening in San Francisco, so they're going to v- be voting on it next week. So we'll figure out what happens there. So is well. everything going to be outlawed in San Francisco? <laughs> Probably. Like our- I know. Except for hippies. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want cigarette smoke, <laughs> yeah. so people went to vaping. San Francisco and New York are very polarized, yeah. de- you know, liberal type of uh, kind of hot points where New York's outlo- uh, outlawed soda. 
You guys heard about that? Yeah. I uh, did not hear that. It is basically outlawed. They've increased the tax on it like almost like 500%. Oh, that's yeah. good. They Five times. And what they're saying is is that it's paying for diabetes, yep. a lot of a lot of childhood yep. obesity, a lot of things that soda causes. I'm yep. surprised California isn't exactly. on that same. Hey, we don't drink no, soda in my family. Well, it looks like San no, Francisco yeah, is definitely following suit on that. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened since here. since I was in high school, I think. You know, so I'm surprised... Weird. I'm surprised San Francisco has an outlawed patchouli. Because that shit <laughs> yeah, stinks, right? yo. Uh, it smells like stuff. Skunk Man from E-Man. Well played, Charles. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it smells like, like Pat Patton Oswalt compared uh, patchouli to uh, dirt that's been fucked by a hobo. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. That's very descriptive. Uh, okay, so this is just kind of a random thing. Your career may decide you if you cheat on your partner. A new survey from Ashley Madison. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. About this site that uh, is basically it gets a bunch of data from its users. This is a site for people that oh, cheat. Is uh, that that's the same cheating website? Yeah, this right? is for married people. It's a dating website that helps married people have affairs. It's shown that people with certain careers are more likely to be unfaithful to their partners. Here's what the top five careers for infidelity from the survey for both men and women. For men, the number one was finance. The second one was retail hospitality. Third one was just entrepreneurs. IT was number four. Or excuse me, number one for men is trade work like welding or plumbing. So there you go. I guess that's... I just don't see the welder <laughs> or plumber like getting enough women to be able to... Says they make says Dahlia. a thousand porns. Dahlia. Yeah. They make house calls. They make alcohol. Oh. Old bored housewife wants plumber to come over oh, and yeah. fix oh, her leak. Oh, yeah. is it like a dark underground thing? I don't know about that, but I'm just saying that I can pretty much put two and two together there, just like hey, but radio DJ's not on there, so score for me. Yeah, there you go. Here's not a score for you, Dahlia. Social workers. I'm not is in one worker. of the top five. You are actually a social worker. Yes, you are. You are no. in that field, and you're also in finance. I work in human resources. Wah, Thank you. Wah, wah, wah. We deter all of these things. Thank politics. You very much. Okay, here's the thing for women it's politics, social workers, finance, education, and the number one for women, medical field. I oh, see that. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Why? What do you think? I, uh, I just. And like a nurse is, or something? Yeah. yeah. Like, have you ever watched. Oh, here's some yeah. old sick man. Let me no, give him no. a hand job. No, have you? <laughs> so, so they spend a lot of time away from home and yeah. it kind of messes with yeah. their, fam- their family Look, dynamics. Yeah. Nurses? Right? There's, they work in their what their twelve hour shifts yeah. or so. You keep staring at the same motherfucker for twelve hours. They start <laughs> yeah. looking cool. I don't give a shit who it Dr. is. Doctor Handsome and Doctor Dreamy exactly. and Doctor Steamy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. yeah then I start point. feeling sick, and then I go in there. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't. I don't fall under any of these. All right. No, I was just messing corrected. with you. Just messing with you, Dahlia. Moving on oh, to yeah, some unfortunate news here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're it's all safe. Not, none of us. None of our careers are. No, nice. we're good. Yeah, we're all good. Uh, <laughs> videos made by the Parkland school shooter released as uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to say his name, but the Parkland school shooter is the suspect in the February school shooting. He's currently he's alive. He's detained. Uh, and it's just kind of crazy. Uh, okay, so in these videos, they this guy says he would be the next school shooter and that he wanted to kill at least 20 people, saying, quote, Ugh. Today is the day. Today it all begins. The day of my massacre, blah, blah, blah. When you see me on the news, you'll know who I am. Uh, I live a lone life. I live in seclusion and solitude. I hate everyone and everything. I've had enough of being told what to do and when to do. I've had enough of being told that I'm an idiot and that I'm a dumbass. 
here's a picture of the guy. You dumbass idiot. So I guess <laughs> what what we need to talk about though too is like, is it really all about bullying? Like in terms of like the way that we make these gothic kids feel like outcasts or like these weirdo kids not necessarily is he getting gothic. bullied by his parents that's probably that what it is that's a good point like he's being bullied yeah, yeah we don't know any details so on that necessarily like he has behavioral issues i have well, he's 19 babe i mean who well, doesn't have behavioral issues when they're 18 well, years old out of high school he feel he wants to be by himself seclusion he could have been a you runaway. didn't feel a, a depressed when you were a teenager that you wanted that you hated everybody you wanted ah uh, oh, i feel alone and like secluded and depressed there wasn't a time in your life where you felt that way i've been you i know, mean come on guys I, let's I, all me, be honest me personally here. at that age man i had hell of friends i was doing the most when I was, okay the, fair enough this but guy's 19 man i met no, you I, I, was, was, I met you we at didn't 18, meet in high school 18 we 19. didn't meet in high school it was after high school i had really I good met. friends in high school so i had i met yeah. my best friend mm. shannon when i was in high school i like, guess it's all subjective we though were, i mean we uh, were good okay then maybe we all had friends and everything was cool for us but could you not understand how a lot of kids and that's why I brought out. up like we think about all those weirdo kids that you think okay, about. So, no. so from another why point, parents? right now, now, now they're starting to provide in the schools is a lot of feminine hygiene and product for kids. So maybe you know maybe this kid is a little unfortunate where his hygiene wasn't up to par. Or, you know, what I mean, have no friends and. Just, you know what I'm saying? Wait, hold on. F- we're talking For, about feminine hygiene. This is a guy. I, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not just talking about personal it, hygiene. He's talking about, about in general. Him, in where, general, why his self esteem? Okay, okay. You know what I'm okay. Why, okay. why he's feeling so like why why isn't you why don't you mm-hmm. have friends at that age? Well, he like, says why? that he's an idiot like, and a dumbass, not that he stinks and he's weird. Well, well, well who, who told him he was an idiot and a? We Somebody don't know. Told him he was an idiot. Obviously, someone like maybe a jock or maybe a smart guy or maybe no one. Maybe he just felt that way. A smart person. So do you think he's making that up when he says, I've had enough of being told that I'm an idiot and that I'm a dumbass. No, I don't I don't know if he's making it up. Maybe maybe he just felt like an idiot and a dumbass. You know, maybe maybe it wasn't about other people bullying. Maybe he just had no friends. But like my my personal why viewpoint. Why would you want to shoot everybody well, if you see, had no friends? See my personal mm-hmm. my personal viewpoint is is it would actually ostracize like a lot of our audience because in my in my personal opinion, I worked with kids for a long time and if those kids had access, some of those if those kids had access to AK-47s and and semi-automatic uh, auto- assault rifles, they probably would go and yes. go shoot a bunch of people up. I worked with troubled youth for 10 mm-hmm. years, and oh, many oh. of them, many of them I commend done you that. for doing that. Well, it's, well here's, Any here's the deal. Any person in social work should have, like, a, a bullet... Oh, sh- I was in the social crap. work category for 10 you years. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. God. And you didn't Daisha, see- I am faithful. <laughs> Don't listen to this. I uh, am faithful. No, it's so. Here's the deal. I, I I think Chris is on it. I think that a lot of these a lot of these kids a lot of kids just feel so down and they want to do something. You know, they're just feeling in the rut and they want to show everyone. But I'll show you. You're right. They they're in a the state system. like yeah. Florida, but like, here's no attention though. But they have yeah. access. They're the in a state like access. Florida where they have access and they, they can access. get it easier than you can yep. in New York or California. Yep. We're not seeing school shootings that are happening mm-hmm. in those I'm states. Just saying, there's well, something California for all are, you but. kids out there. There's a way for everybody to be known and to shine. It's super simple. It's e- I mean, it's not simple and easy, but it's possible. Yeah, you know I'm saying there's something for everybody. So, what is our there's positive way, like, message? There's something for everybody to go and shine, no matter what it is, whether it's sports, yeah. whether it's being academic wise, whether it's being an artist, no matter what it is. The United States, the country is very, very small. Here's a here's a positive message. Here's a, here's a positive message. Uh, kindergarten teacher has students shake hands every morning. 
Texas kindergarten Ashley Taylor has for 18 years had her students begin each day by shaking hands and greeting each other. They do it where she has one student is the greeter, and then all the students come in and greet him every day. And it changes. The greeter changes every day. Mm. And so... I love that. Charles, all right, let me go ahead. Here's the video. From when I... Check it out. I've worked with kids and adults, and my thing was... Everybody that walked in the door, no matter who it was, you were getting your hand shook by every single person in the place. It gives you recognition. Look, you feel awesome. recognized Look, by somebody. I mean, Charles, am I right? Right? When you walked yeah. into the gym, everybody would walk up to you and they would shake your hands. Everybody, all, all everybody. You're right. That was my thing. And everybody felt good. Look at the kids give them a hug. Some of them okay. gives them a hug. Yes, yeah, that's, that's positive. It. Yes, that. I mean, yep. You got so to. so garage garage rock show uh, listeners. If you want to feel better, if you're a teenager and you want to feel better, listen to this show. Let us tell you that we love you. Yes, don't we do, love you. Yeah, we so love you. Good. You guys are good. Give somebody a handshake. You're better than that. Yep. Give somebody a hug. Go hug your mom. Go hug your friend. Um, and be a positive person. And you know, go sit in a corner and talk in a southern accent and have a lot of fun and laugh. And and parents out there too, raise like your kids it. to appreciate other kids and uh, treat them with respect yeah. and be friendly and uh, not talk bad about other kids and other things like that. And stay away from fentanyl, goddamn it! Yes, get off drugs. Don't take meth, please. Yeah, it's gonna ruin the children. And life. parents, and parents, parents, lock the goddamn gun safe. Lock the gun safe. Yeah, that's definitely a good. No point. more access. Root cause, man. Access. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. All right, check out this funny photo here as we move on to something a little lighter. Uh, the archaeologists just discovered this uh, <laughs> skeleton here. Okay. So here's the deal. This is after Mount Vesuvius erupted. <laughs> this guy escaped the volcano. Like he's like, all right, I'm good. I made it, man. I made it. You said that was. We said it was lighter. <laughs> I know. And there's it the, is. There's the rock that came down <laughs> oh from the volcano, God. ended up giving him uh, like a headshot almost, oh, and just yeah. crashing into him and killing him. He didn't get killed by the volcano lava. He got killed by the falling debris. <laughs> was this, was, is this is this Mount Vesuvius or the end of an Alanis Morissette music video? <laughs> uh, Mount Vesuvius, of course, erupted in 79 A.D. Uh, the man whose remains indicate he had a bone infection in his leg was likely limping down at an alley after the initial eruption when he was hit by a huge rock, possibly launched <laughs> by the force of the eruption. The rock was found sticking out of the ground. It's a funny photo, uh, but uh, <laughs> it's so sad. That's it's, so sad. It's not at the same very time. funny. I just expected a lighter note. I know. <laughs> it is. We laugh. Lighter. We all laugh. It's funny. We laugh because guy we'll died in seventy nine A.D. Oh, yeah. no, no we'll laugh at the flip flop with the, the with the uh, fanny he, he died fanny fast. Pack All right, to it. so everybody's seeing this That's new photo. That's a light note, Chris. There, there, yeah, everybody's seeing this new photo of the fanny pack slide is attached to new, Nike's new sandals. Oh, party comes <laughs> that soon. Was, that was my nickname in college. What's that? <laughs> fanny pack slide. Fanny pack slide. Um, What's up? Fanny pack slide. I had a handshake and everything. Fanny pack slide, Davenport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, want those shoes. Those we need them awesome. for when we like take those. our dog for a walk. Hey, would you, you guys wear these? Pack. This seems kind of I would. I would wear those. If they were waterproof, especially, we'd be See, going up to Brightburg, like and we'd be walking around in our sandals, and we'd have all kinds of cool stuff in there. Lighter, Keep your lighters in there, and like yeah. all kinds of cool stuff. 
Lighter for what? I don't know. I don't for I don't lighting know. the fire. For lighting the fire and the s'mores and whatnot. Uh, all right, new generation the has arrived, guys. Of what? I haven't had anything yet. <laughs> Are we ready for the sequel Aww. to Millennials? The post uh, 9/11 generation is coming of age. They've already made up 20 percent, 26 percent of the U.S. population. They describe themselves as innovative, resilient, and woke. But there are other differences from the previous millennials generation. Millennials grew up in the American uh, culture during the prosperous 90s. Generation Z was raised during a a tumultuous time in the nation. Tumultuous. Tumultuous time in the nation from terrorism to recession to school shootings with great divisions on several other fronts. Interestingly, uh, more than half of the kids in the United States will be members of a minority by 2020. Whether uh, some consider millennials as entitled, the Generation Z generation is preparing to meet the need for uh, a changing world. I believe it. What do you guys think? I believe it. Generation I ho- I Z. I hope so. Yep. I, I already see I'm it. I'm hopeful. Sergio, you I have a daughter that's Generation Z. What do you think? They're going to change everything. I already see it. Kids now are taking a stand. Way different. Yeah. Oh, Charles, yeah. you have a kid that's Generation Z. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he is... And he is extremely intelligent, I was, and he I was, is progressive, yep. and, yep. and is thinking progressive, aggressive about everything about yep. the way they believe. Yep. They're on it, like yeah, good more than what, what yeah, I. Sergio, you, your daughter, she doesn't want to eat meat. She She's like, she no, I'm not eating that. I'm not sta- eating that. I don't even. Like, She's good. No, bur- no, no fast food, no burgers, none of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for them. And I'm like, uh, I like no. the direction that that's I, I'm like, man, stop being picky, little brat. <laughs> <laughs> you call it picky, but they but no, are. Yeah, she just doesn't like it. But she loves her vegetables. She does love vegetables. I can't. That's good. I'm cool stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, Damn. that's it for the week. I love uh, my burgers. Lots of great stuff, of course. <laughs> headed your way tomorrow on the Garage Rock Show that we got going on for you. 105.7 FM starting at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Stream it anywhere, anytime. 1057thebear.com. We're on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash the garage rock show. And of course, we are online anytime every Friday for you on demand at the garage rock show.com. No trivia? Oh, the garage is oh, shit. We, you, yeah. missed it. you missed it. Oh, you missed sorry, it, dude. Guys. You missed sorry, it. Yeah. It was good, too. Okay, well, good. I'll just tell you, I'll ask you the question without giving you okay, any of the info. All right, before we cap it off. On this day in 1986, Heavy Metal Parking Lot was filmed. What was the headlining band that this documentary was filmed at? It was filming like metal fans in the parking lot, you know? So was it A, Metallica, B, what was B? Uh, it was uh, Slayer. 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 Or C, Judas Priest. Oh. What band was headlining for Heavy Metal Parking Lot that was a documentary that got released? Uh, Judas Priest? Heavy you were absolutely correct. Was it? On this day really? in 1986 in Maryland, Judas they were Priest heavy was headlining. Metal back in the Fuck day. yeah, That's they were. I, yeah. I said, yeah. I said a coke-filled mustache, David Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> the classic, classic Charles line. Uh, that's going to stay with us, I'm sure, for quite some time. Biscuits! <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you guys for coming out this week. Sergio, Charles, Dahlia, thank you all for being here. Au revoir, mon chéri. And check it out, of course, every week, thegarageroxshow.com. That's right. Stay positive. Have a good weekend.